You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Thank you, David, and good evening, everyone. I know myself and the rest of Shadowland Theater players are pleased to be here for another Sonic Summerstock Playhouse event. Tonight, we'd like to present a light comedy. In fact, the pilot episode of a series that began in April of 1947 and ran six years steadily on the radio. That's a, a lot of hijinks. The show, My Friend Irma, was a story narrated by Jane Stacy, the friend of Irma Peterson. The two ladies reside in an apartment run by an Irish landlady. In the original production, Marie Wilson, the star of stage and screen, played Irma in radio, film, and television adaptations. So if the lighting folks could please dim the lights, we will begin in a moment. Thank you. The Columbia Broadcasting System presents a new comedy. My friend Irma. Starring Allie House as Irma and Colleen McIsaac as Jane with Keith Morrison as Al. all sunshine and roses, but I'm singing the blues because I've got a friend. My friend Irma. Now, don't get me wrong. I love that girl. Most people do. It's just that Mother Nature gave some girls brains, intelligence, cleverness. But with Irma, well, Mother Nature slipped her a mickey. I will never forget the first time I met her. Long looking for a place to live in New York, and by a strange coincidence, I'm having a very tough time. And I keep bumping into people, and I keep saying, I beg your pardon, excuse me, excuse me, until... Uh, oh, excuse me, I just never look where I'm going. I just keep walking with my head high like the doctor told me, and taking deep breaths, inhaling and exhaling like this, and I keep counting to myself, one, two, three... Look, miss, will you stop counting long enough to help me up? Oh, of course. You must be uncomfortable on your knees. Oh, not at all, honey. I'd just love it down here, if I was Al Jolson. Did you see that picture, the Jolson story? Oh, I just loved it. Oh, I cried and cried. Fine, fine. Now, would you please help me up? Oh, certainly. Here, give me your hand. Oh, my, what a beautiful ring. You know, my boyfriend, Al, was going to give me one just like that. We had it all picked out, only you know what happened. It wouldn't fit your nose. It wasn't for my nose. It was for my finger. It wouldn't fit in my nose. I wish it had. I could have pulled myself up. Oh, oh, you want to get up, don't you? Yes, if you please. I can't make much time crawling. I can't either. I always walk. Well, here we go. Upsy-daisy. Oh, be careful. Your dress. Oh, huh. We ripped it, didn't we? Yes, we did. But you know something? They're wearing split skirts in New York this year. Yeah, I know, but not all the way up to the neck. Hey, we haven't been introduced yet. My name's Irma. What's yours? Goodbye. That's an unusual name. What's your last name? Forever. Oh, that's a pretty name, Miss Goodbye Forever. Oh, Irma. That's when I should have run. But I didn't. Apartments are really hard to find these days, and Irma, bless her heart, is really a sweet kid. 
So I moved in with her in that one-room furnished freight elevator she called home. Jane, the telephone's ringing. Jane, the telephone's ringing. Aren't you going to answer it? I don't know if it's for me. Well, take a chance. It's not your nickel. Hello? <laughs> I mean, hello? <laughs> yes, she's here. Jane, it's for me. Hello? Al? Jane, it's Al. Well, what are you waiting for? Run down to the police station with the bail. Oh, don't be silly. He's not in jail. Hello, Al. Hey? Hi. Oh. You? That's enough for the vowels, Irma. Now try the consonants. Okay, Al. Goodbye. Jane, Al's coming over. Oh, honey, why do you have to spoil our Sunday by having that jobless, phony windbag of an Al over? Jane? Yes? What's your opinion of Al? I like him. I think he's a live wire, and it's just a matter of time before they hook him up and put a chair under him. Oh, Jane... I wish you wouldn't pick on Al, because someday I hope to be Mrs. Al. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie, look, I didn't mean it. Now stop sniffling. You'll ruin your pretty face with your mascara. Oh, come on. But I love Al. Yeah, I know you do, Irma. That's the reason I'm hard on him. I want to be sure that the guy who gets my little Irma's heart has a big enough heart to match it. Gee, thanks, Jane. Gee, wouldn't it be wonderful if I married Al and we could have a double wedding? A double wedding? How do you figure that? It would be if you married Richard Rhinelander III. That was my blood pressure rising. She would mention his name. You see, Richard Rhinelander III is my boss, and I'm his private secretary. I'm in love with him, but I have no chance to marry him because he's Richard Rhinelander III, and I'm Jane Stacy I. Oh, I've tried everything to impress him. I even told him I lived in a very intellectual atmosphere and that my roommate is a promising young novelist. Oh, Stacy, you fool, you. If he ever finds out how you live and what a mental midget Irma really is, you must end up right between the eight, nine, and ten balls. Gee, I'd love to marry him. Irma, wouldn't it be wonderful if I ended up being Mrs. Richard Rhinelander III? The third? What good is it if he has two other wives? You know, I won't even stop to answer that one. Gee, I couldn't marry a wealthy man and have to go to the opera. I don't know a thing about Shakespeare. Honey, with five million dollars, all you've got to know about Shakespeare is that he's dead and you're alive. Well, let's forget about Mr. Rhinelander. I'll never marry him because there's a difference in family. His ancestors were Mayflower people. Gee, they made all that money out of donuts? Irma, I'm going to take a bath. Well, Jane, don't use all the hot water. This is the day we wash dishes. Hello? Who did you want to talk to? Jane? Who's this? <gasps> Mr. Richard Rhinelander! Well, Jane's busy. Do you want to hang on for about 20 minutes? Yes, this is Irma, her roommate. <laughs> How's my book? Oh, I finished it, and I'm starting another. Hard on me? No, you know those giant comics are mostly pictures? 
Oh, I'd like to meet you too, Mr. Rhinelander. Say, I've got an idea. Why don't you dash over for dinner tonight? Huh? Oh, it's no bother. We'd love to have you. Oh, and by the way, if it's not inconvenient, ask your mother to bake us some donuts. <laughs> Remember, see you at 7.30, and don't bother to dress up. It's strictly au gratin. Now, who could that be? Come in. Hiya, chicken. How are ya? Hello, Al, honey. Gee, I'm glad you came over. Didn't think I could make it? Took time off from three deals that were just simmering, dying to burst into flames. Stuff like stucco bathtubs, scratch while you bathe. <laughs> Tremendous projects. Gee, Al, I just love to hear you talk like that. Come over here and look into my eyes. What do you see? Marine. Now there's another great moneymaker. Wish I'd thought of that. Al, I know how ambitious you are, but can't you forget business and be a little more romantic? Well, I'd love to, kid. But in order to give you the good things in life, I gotta start thinking about this big deal I got brewing. Oh, gee, Al, if your deal comes through, maybe you and I could settle down on a little ranch. I can see it now, the egg and Irma. Hiya, Janie. What's the good word? Jane, Al's got a big deal on. And what a deal. I just happened to line up no less than $100,000 worth of surplus army goods. Gee, Al, what kind of surplus are you going to sell? Ripcords. Ripcords? This is a big deal. I got a pajama manufacturer lined up to take the whole lot of them. I even got an advertising gimmick with these ripcords. Listen to this. You get up in the morning and bail out of your pajamas. You like it, Jane? I don't know how I ever lived this long without it. I think it's wonderful. What do you think, Jane? You know, the whole thing has tired me out. I'm going back and take another shower. You see, chicken... I'm a beaten man. Jane doesn't believe in me. Well, that's not true. Jane likes you, Al. She always takes two showers on Sunday. I see. One for herself and one for the dirty look she gives me. <laughs> and besides, Al, once you get to know Jane, you'll know that her bark is worse than her tree. You know, honey, I wouldn't say this to anybody else, but things are going so bad for me lately that I may be forced to do something desperate. Al? You're gonna get a job? Irma, watch your language. I'm sorry, Al, I only thought... A job? Irma, supposing a man like me would consent to go to work for, say, a bank at a small starting salary of $500 a week. Naturally, someone like me moves fast, and at the end of the year I'm making $1,000 a week as a second vice president. In two years I'm making 2000 a week as a first vice president. In ten years I'm president of the bank and I got $100,000. Where do I go from there? I'm in a rut. But, Al... Irma, I'm in a rut now, and it didn't take me ten years to get there. You see how foolish it'd be for me to get a job? You understand, kid? It's clear to me, Al. It is? Well, I'm glad. You're a great girl, and you deserve the best. But I don't want the best. I want you, Al. Gee, I wish there was something I could do to help you. Thanks, chicken. But a guy like me with my ideas has got to mix with the right people. If only I could meet a man who's a millionaire. Well, Al, suppose you met a millionaire who's got money besides. Irma, what do you mean? 
Well, Al, I'm throwing a dinner party tonight. Dinner party? Uh-huh. Yes. I've invited Jane's boss over. You know, the millionaire Richard Rhinelander III. Richard Rhinelander III? Yeah, she's crazy about him. And I thought an intimate gathering would bring them together socially. And financially, it would bring the two of you together. So why don't you just surprise us and drop over casually after dinner and bring your ideas? The millionaire Richard Rhinelander III? You know, Irma, if a guy like me with my ideas could meet a millionaire like Jane's boss, it'd be a natural combination. Oh, wonderful, Al. It'll be perfect. I can kill you and Jane with one stone. But won't Jane mind my coming? No, it's a surprise party. She doesn't even know Richard Rhinelander's coming. <laughs> Thanks, baby. You're a genius. I'll be there. Oh, before you go, Al, haven't you forgotten something? Huh? Oh, yeah. What time does Rhinelander get here? Irma, has Al left yet? Oh. Just leaving now. So long, ladies. See you later. Honey, be careful going home. There's a crime wave on. Yeah, Al, keep your hat turned down. You don't want to get picked up. <laughs> you fracture me. So long, chicken. See you later. We're having a dinner party. Yes, I've invited your boss, Richard Rhinelander, to dinner tonight. You invited my boss to dinner tonight? Here? Irma, how could you? It's simple. He called up and asked to talk to you, and you were busy, so I invited him. Oh, no, this is all a dream. And after dinner, Al is going to come over? And if Professor Kropotkin comes up, it'll be a wonderful party. Oh, no, this is a nightmare. Hand me that phone. Maybe it's not too late to stop him coming here. Oh, Irma. Oh, dear. Hello? Hello, is Mr. Rhinelander there? He's not? Well, can you please tell me where he went? He left to go to a dinner party at a Miss Jane Stacy's. Thank you. Jane? Jane, what are you doing? Nothing. Just writing a suicide note. Well, Richard Rhinelander III is coming to dinner. Now I'm really trapped, because I told him I lived in an artistic neighborhood and that my roommate was a budding novelist. How could I justify having him sit around with that scintillating duo of conversationalists, Irma and Al? Mr. Rhinelander is expecting an evening of table talk, a la information, please. What he's going to get is, people are funny, or it pays to be ignorant. Well, finally, 7.30 rolled around, the bottle of martinis was catching a chill in the icebox, and I was running a fever in the living room. Richard would be arriving at any minute, and Irma wasn't ready. Irma! Sweetie! It's 7.30! I know, Jane. I'm just getting into my dress. How do you like it? Don't you think you ought to get a little further into it? Al likes this dress. Al would, but Mr. Rhinelander wouldn't. Now, come on, huh? Okay. Oh. Irma, I'm so nervous. Well, don't worry. I'll handle everything. Haven't you confidence in me? Certainly I have. Well, then why are you shaking? I always shake like this before I have a nervous breakdown. Now, now, Irma, let's not be nervous, huh? Let's, let's just take it easy. Let's see. Now we, uh, uh, first we serve the martinis. I don't have to drink a martini, do I, Jane? What's that got to do with it? I'd rather have milk. 
How can you drink milk when we're drinking martinis? Oh, I know. I'll drink milk, but I'll put an olive in it. Oh, Irma. He's here. Oh, he's here. Now, now, listen, Irma. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I've got confidence in you, and I know you'll do everything right, because if you don't, I think I'll kill myself and then you. You ready? Okay. Irma, put the broom away. Come in! I beg your pardon. Does Jane Stacy live... Oh, of course. Good evening, Jane. I didn't recognize you for a moment. That's because she didn't take the curlers out of her hair. How <laughs> silly of me. Come in, come in, Mr. Rhinelander. May I present my roommate, Irma? How do you do? Hello. Irma, would you mind taking Mr. Rhinelander's hat? I can't. Why not? His head is still in it. Oh, I'm, I'm very sorry. Here it is. Irma, now that you have Mr. Rhinelander's hat, would you mind taking the broom away from him? Oh. Irma, now that you have the broom, would you mind taking Mr. Rhinelander's hat away from him? Oh. Won't you sit down, Mr. Rhinelander? Oh, thank you, Jane. But you don't have to be so formal. My friends always call me Richard. Thank you. Cigarette, Richard? Thank you. Match, Richard? Thank you. Ashtray, Richard? Thank you. Uh, cigarette, Irma? Thank you. Match, Irma? Thank you. Ashtray, Irma? No, thank you. I don't smoke. <laughs> you writers, you're all alike. Witty and eccentric. Yes, I knew you'd like Irma's wit. It's so... it's so natural. Yes, so I've noticed. My, what a charming apartment you have here. When will the remodeling be finished? Remodeling? This is it. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, it's small. It's small, but our, our neighbors are so interesting. Artists, writers, musicians, you know. For instance, there's a very famous violinist who lives downstairs. He's... Professor Kropotkin? Kropotkin. Kropotkin. Yeah, he plays in the Paradise Burlesque. Have you ever been there? Uh, I don't think so. Well, it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't have seen him anyway because he plays a violin under the runway. Ah, uh, yes, a lot of our neighbors are eccentric, but uh, they're all artistic. Oh, I know what you mean. A charming environment. Yes. You know, it's hot in here. I think I'll open the window. Hey, Mrs. Flanagan, did you hear the news about Johnny O'Toole downstairs? Last night he came home stinking drunk, staggering up the stairs like a... Shall we go in to dinner? If I live to be the oldest woman in the United States and Canada, I'll never forget that dinner. It started with Irma taking from the right and serving from the left. She also did a little dropping in the middle. And Mr. Rhinelander looked very fetching, wearing a hamburger over his right eye. Then we got to the dessert. And it seems that Irma put the dessert in the wrong tray in the icebox. It's the first time I've ever tasted cauliflower sherbet. So much for the food. The conversation was a monster in its own right. Richard said, Fortunately, I've been able to travel considerably. Irma, do you like to travel? And Irma says, Oh, yes, it's really the only way to get any place. Well, finally it was over, and we decided to have our coffee in the living room. Well, Jane, that was an excellent dinner. Thank you. Wonderful food. That's nothing unusual. We always have food for dinner. Oh, Irma, you have a priceless wit, hasn't she, Jane? <laughs>
She has? Oh, yes, she has. You know, Mr. Rhinelander, I envy Jane working for you. Yes, the investment business can be exciting, but you know, I wish I had more time for sports. Oh, you do love sports, don't you, Richard? Yes, I I don't mean to brag or appear stuffy, but at college I wore my letter in six different sports. Oh, that's wonderful. And weren't you voted the best-looking man on the campus? Oh, well, Jane, that was only kid stuff. But getting back to sports, since going into business with Dad, he's sort of kept me hopping. Well, you know how the office is, but, Jane, with you being a capable secretary you are, I've been able to find some time for squash and badminton at the athletic club. Well, personally, I love golf. It's such an exciting game, and yet it's so simple. Yes, but you know, tennis has a dash of that same excitement. I swim, ride, horseback, play tennis, bowl, and shoot pool. Irma, do you really do all those things? No, but I have to keep up my end of the conversation. More coffee, Richard. No, thank you. I think you're wise. Coffee does keep one awake. Yes, coffee does have that effect on me. How about you, Irma? They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Irma, we know you're in the conversation, dear. Just take it easy. Okay. Well, I think I'll open the window. No, don't. Uh, no, Irma, the window. And then the next night, Johnny O'Toole comes home roaring again like a drunk staggering up the stairs, carrying on like... Chilly out tonight, isn't it, Richard? Well, now, let's get down to business. When are you two going to get married? Irma? Oh... Oh, Richard, I really don't know what to say. Well, Irma, really, I'm very fond of Jane, but of course, you know, there's my father. Your father? Let him get his own girl. Oh, Irma. Oh, come in. Hiya, folks. What a surprise. Look, Jane, it's Al. The next sound you hear is Jane Stacy blowing her brains out. Al, I'd like you to meet Richard Rhinelander III. Richard, this is my boyfriend, Al. How do you do? Well, hiya, Richard. Heard a lot about you. Richard, wouldn't you care to go to a movie or something? No sense breaking up the party. Let's sit around and chew the fat. Richard's not hungry, Al. We just finished dinner. Well, Rich, what's new on the street? The street? Yeah, you know, the exchange. Oh, well... Cotton is a little slow these days. Uh, I knew it. What about steel? It's a little low. Knew it. Richard, you can see for yourself. The handwriting's on the wall. Really? You gotta get out of Wall Street. I do? Absolutely. Sure, you can plug along making a million here and a million there, but have you got security? Well, Al, I'm pretty satisfied with the investment business. I think there's a great future in it for me. Grandfather was president. Then father became president, and soon I'll be president. See what I mean, Irma? Yeah, the whole family's in a rut. But it's not too late, Rich. There's a place for you in my organization. Richard, let's go to a movie. No, Jane, let him talk. This whole thing may develop into a merger. Merger? You're right, Irma. Richard, I'm gonna make a big man out of you. How would you like to team up with me? Well, I... Now listen to me, Richard. Here's the plan. We have a chance to corner the market on surplus ripcords. We'll go into the open market. Buy short, sell long. Jane, the evening's going along just like I planned. The boys are in there getting along beautifully. Beautifully? If Richard reaches for his wallet, he'll shake hands with Al. Now, Jane... Now listen to me, Irma. You've ruined me. 
I should never have moved in with you. But, Jane... Don't but, Jane, me. But I thought that... I don't care what you thought. You've ruined everything. Imagine him coming from his mansion on Park Avenue to this dump. Now, to top it off, your, your boyfriend, Al, is trying to sell him ripcords. But, Jane, Al's only trying to fix it so he has security. Irma, I have news for you. Richard Rhinelander III has five million dollars he hasn't even counted yet. But after he counts it, what then? He'll be in a rut. By inviting him to dinner tonight, you've just ruined me. Now I'm going back in there, apologizing, quitting my job, and spending the night at the YWCA. But Jane, are you a member? No, but I'll join. And another thing, the next time we meet on the street, I only want you to say one thing, goodbye. Will General Motors go for it? Richard, the tongues are hanging out for ripcords. Well, Al, Richard, I really don't... I mean, Mr. Rhinelander, I can't tell you how sorry I am. Sorry about what? Oh, about bringing you down here and having you meet people like Al and Irma and... Why, Jane, you have nothing to be sorry about. I'm delighted to meet two such real people as Al and Irma. And we're delighted to have met a millionaire with money. Oh, Irma, how could you? Now, now, leave her alone, Jane. That's what I like about Irma and Al. They're so natural and honest. Ah, Dickie, thank you for that vote of confidence. Gee, I'm so happy for you, Mr. Rhinelander. Now you can have security. You see, Jane? You see, Richard? You were so wealthy and you live on Park Avenue and everything. And I thought you were coming here, well... I tried to impress you, and I guess I've just been a fool, and I don't know what to say. Well, I'd like to say thank you, Jane, for a splendid evening. I like your apartment, and I think Al and Irma are swell. And now, if you've got time, I'd like you to drop into the office, and maybe we can go over your ripcord idea at length. Well, I've got to run along now. Good night, Jane. Please invite me again real soon. Goodbye, Richard. Well, gotta run now. Where are you going, honey? Where am I going? Now I gotta see if I can get a hold of some ripcords. That's my friend Al. And that's my friend Irma. My Friend Irma was written and originally directed by Cy Howard. Tonight's performance was directed by Jack J. Ward and produced by Richard Summers with original music from Sharon B. Tonight's episode stars Allie House as Irma, Colleen McIsaac as Jane, Keith Morrison as Al, Guy Earle as Richard, and Daniel Roy as O'Reilly. My Friend Irma is a production of CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, and tonight's performance was purely for the love of the series and the medium. No copyright infringement is intended or suggested. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Boy, I'm hungry. Let's go get some lunch. I'd love to, but I have to work on my tax return. No problem. We'll do both. Both? How? We'll just go to that place where you can file a form and force feed some frijoles at the same time. Of course. You mean Taco, Taco Tax. Good day, senors. I am Hugh, your waiter. 
Here is your menu in your 1040. What would you like today? Mm, I'd like the uh, number seven, please. Ah, the taco enchilada and standard deductions. And you, senor? Gee, I don't know. What do you recommend? Oh, the chimichanga and charitable deduction is very good today. I don't know. Or if you're on a budget, I think you'd like the burritos and bankruptcy platter. We call it Chapter 11 Heaven. No, I had a pretty good year. Oh, too bad, senor. Then you're eligible for our gotta pay a lot of tostada. Both the taxes and the tostada will eat you alive. Fine, I'll take that. Okay, how many nachos? Two. How many dependents? Uh, three. Five. Man alive, no jive? I told you, I had a good year. Now, what to drink? Tea for two. W2? On the double, Hugh. I hope you enjoy your meal. I'll be right back with your refund. Make your taxing more relaxing. You get more on your plate of food that's great, but give much less to the IRS at Taco Tax. Taco Tax. Taco Tax. Taco Tax. From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network.